of our team members are have a very physical job. They're in the warehouse, they're pulling pieces, they're merchandising products in the stores where we all shop from. And so what we really try to focus on is making sure that it is physical, but making sure we have the right equipment. Welcome to BizCast Greater Lacrosse, a weekly podcast from Biz News. We bring you news from the business community. I am your host and founder, Vicki Markison, and this is my first phone interview, and it is with Megan Howard, Vice President of HR Human Resources at what used to be known as Gillette Pepsi Company, now called GPC, and we'll get into why that is. But I reached out to you, Megan, because you had a celebration, you had a community celebration for 125 years. And so can you explain what that anniversary is? Yeah, absolutely. And it is so nice to talk with you again, Vicki. I know our paths have crossed and um, it's just nice to connect again. Agreed. But as, as far as why we had this kind of massive celebration this past summer, and it was across all of our divisions, was that we were celebrating Pepsi Co. and their birthday. So we had a big birthday party to, ce- to celebrate 125 years in business. So we haven't been in business for 125 years, but we've been distributing Pepsi products ever since we started. So it was worth celebrating. Yeah. So for clarity, you have an affiliation, of course, with Pepsi and they started yeah. 125 years ago. But Gillette started. It's weird to yeah. think how much farther in the Pepsi pathway that Gillette gate became affiliated. So when did that happen? So we started in business. So Norman Gillette, who is our founder, started the business in 1937. Wow. And and it's yeah. strange to think that Pepsi had been around for a while. What is the origins of Pepsi? Well, Pepsi started, interestingly, back in the uh, late 1890s. And there was a chemist and a, a pharmacist that developed this product, if you want to call it that, called Brad's Drink, which was carbonated water and sugar and vanilla and some other stuff in there. And then it, it gained some popularity. And then they he renamed it in early 1900s. And then that's when they started calling it Pepsi-Cola. And then the first Pepsi franchise was established in 1907. So interesting that this just starts as, hey, this sounds like something that would taste good. And I I can guarantee they probably had no idea 125 years later how prolific, if you will, how robust the Pepsi brand is. That's true entrepreneurship. Yeah, I'm sure they they wouldn't have, but it's pretty amazing to look back and see the graphic from years past and just definitely a recognizable brand. So. Yeah. And so Norm Gillette, was he in lacrosse at the time that he created the company? So he, I believe he actually was more founded towards Winona. And so then he was basing his business out of Roqua. So that immediately in the lacrosse area, but very close to this market. Very interesting. And so That was the first generation owner. How many leaders have come through or approximately how many have come through since that time? So we we are actually still owned by the Gillette family. And I want to say it's fourth generation at this point. Yeah, I, I did not have the honor of meeting some of our more senior owners, 
But I know that the family is so very proud to be owners and they're, they aren't necessarily involved in the day-to-day operations of the business, but they still serve on our board and um, are very much in tune with what's going on in our business. So it's kind of cool to have that connection and have still be that family-owned feel. Absolutely. And what a rarity too to be 80 years and still be owned by the same family is a true celebration in and of itself, because as many of us know, that means that they are very dedicated to local and the local market because that's where they got their founding. And so as we look at what GPC, as it's now known, GPC rebranded with the anniversary. Can you explain that? Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to find a way to really honor our roots. And that is certainly Pepsi brand, but also have a way to recognize that we distribute a lot more than just the products and Bubbler and Gatorade and Starbucks and Lipton and I could go on. And so we're very diverse. And I think just given the nature of our name, being so at Pepsi, there's been in our market, certainly confusion on, oh, what do you do? You're Pepsi, like you're part of Pepsi Co. And and so we just really wanted to identify ourselves a little bit differently and take the opportunity to rebrand. And GPC is still paying respect to Gillette Pepsi companies, but just allowing us the opportunity to maybe step away from being so overtly Pepsi in our logo and so forth. Got it. And hence, it's still the name of the company, so to speak, but again, de-emphasizing that Pepsi. And I know I had the privilege of taking a tour of uh, your facility and was amazed at how many diverse products you have. And if I recall, the actual sale of Pepsi is a fraction of your total sales (laughs) just because you have so many products. Is that right? Right. Yeah, it's true. Um, It is still our core brands, Mountain Dew and, and Pepsi, that's certainly impactful for our business. But you're right. We have so many more products that, and really consumer taste, they change throughout time. And these days, consumers generally are looking for less carbonated beverages, or if they are carbonated, they want something that I guess really healthier. So we have a lot of our zero products that we are focusing on where they're a healthier option for the consumer. And so we want to, that's where we are being progressive and thinking about long term, what we carry to to make sure that we're meeting those needs. Yeah. And so you're listening to Megan Howard. She's the vice president of HR for what used to be called Gillette PepsiCo, now called GPC on the 125th anniversary year for Pepsi. And so as we think about the history of not just Pepsi in general, but also for GPC, I'm guessing that, again, as head of HR, that the requirements of someone back in 1937 when Gillette Pepsi formed and now are very different. How would you summarize how the refreshment industry, if you will, has changed? I think there's and there's so many amazing people that you could talk to here that have been with our company during career. I mean, we have 40 plus year veterans that can talk to some of those stories, which I love hearing how it changed and how we went from actually bottling products back in the day and, and distributing it that way to now we no longer bottle it. We just distribute it. So there's some of those things that have changed as time has gone on. We have a lot of our team members are have a very physical job. They're in and out of 
they're in the warehouse, they're pulling cases, they're merchandising products in the stores where we all shop from. And so what we really try to focus on and bring support to and change is making sure that it is physical, but making sure we have the right equipment for them to use so that we are making sure they're being safe with the job and making sure that also we're being fair about, you know, the length of their day and how long they're working so that we're not exhausting our employees. I think maybe years ago and just in general, perhaps the workforce was, you just grind it out and we really, we want to make sure it's a good balance for our employees. So those are some things that have changed too, just from what I've seen in, in my short time here. Yeah. And I want to, this is why I love talking to businesses because it gives different perspectives. So what people see is a product on a shelf and then what they don't see, what the company has evolved to. So you talk about you were doing your own bottling and now obviously Mm -hmm. a lot of the product is coming in, but you have to house that in a warehouse. You have to, because you're now offering, let's just say, probably at least 10 different products, everything from water to the tea to Pepsi to all the all of the varieties of your, the Pepsi product in and of themselves. And so envision this warehouse. And then as a for example, there's a grocery store needing a set amount of restocking. And so trying to track where the orders are, how much inventory is sitting on the floor, how much more you need to get to make sure that you're meeting future demands. Because I'm guessing things like big sporting events in town cause mm-hmm. an uptick. Like it's a, it is far more complicated than I'm sure in 1937. When yeah. The, yeah. And so what does yeah. that require in terms, again, using your HR background, what does that require from your employees and those skills? Yeah, I think there's there's a little bit of an art to it when it comes to ordering the product, and that takes time to to build to know the what that process looks like and how do I get it just right. And not going to say it's ever exact ordering, but I think our team has done it overall a very nice job of trying to make those estimates on what the consumers are going to be purchasing in that particular day or that particular week. To help with that, we certainly have some like iPads out in the market and some software that is utilized to give these order suggestions and help make sure that the orders are correct, giving them exposure to what the past year was and how much cases are coming out of that store so they can analyze what what they need. We are currently in the process of developing, our IT department is working on developing what's called smart ordering which is another version of, of an ordering app that we're excited about to be just a to use for our sales team um, and merchandisers that are ordering for the stores that they serve in. So that we can make sure that we're not over-ordering and then our customers are having this extra product in their back room because then they're not happy with us. And yet we want to make sure that they don't run out. Like I said, there's definitely an art to it. And then that's just the store scenario. And then you have vending machines. Like I think of all the different ways that soda is distributed, yeah. not just soda, but distributed from everything from the canisters for what's on tap, so to speak, and then vending machines and stores. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. is crazy how kudos to the beverage industry for figuring out all those distribution mechanisms. But in terms of someone just monitoring the technology to make sure that things are efficient and effective. And then mm-hmm. in good old Wisconsin, you have deliver. You still have to deliver products, and so you still have individuals that are taking 
trucks through sludge and cold weather and steamy weather. Mm -hmm. And so how do you as an this is a very HR question, um, but how do you ensure that the people that are doing that really hard work that many of us are grateful for feel that gratitude and that job satisfaction? Yeah, that is a great question. And um, we've made a very concerted effort, really specifically the last couple of years, to be better at being an employer of choice and, and being a great a great place to work. And so it starts with the environment, the day-to-day. How are you being treated as a person? Does your boss care about you? Check in on you. We're not leaving you out hanging if you need the help and the support. Those type of things that mean a lot to all of us and just making sure there's recognition of that. Training our, if we have newer people and making sure that they're set up to succeed so that that is frustrating for a new person if you don't have someone to go to or you, you feel like you're left on an island. And so we, we don't want that to happen. So that's what we're working on. We've enhanced our benefits uh, significantly in the recent last year. So again, more employee-centric with offering quite a few new things this past year that we didn't have, which I was super excited about. We increased our PTO, offered paid maternity leave and paternity leave. Um, we have employee scholarships for the for their children. So a benefit for the employee, but a benefit for their child. Tuition reimbursement, which is pretty cool too. And just some of the flexibility that we all crave in the workplace with their schedule working from home a little bit where it's appropriate and where it can fit in. So just be more open to a lot of those things that maybe we just hadn't looked at until more recently. So that's been a great change for us, I feel. Yes. So you're listening to Megan Howard, Vice President of Human Resources for what is formerly Gillette Pepsi Co. GPC. So Megan, it sounds like you're really investing not just in the individuals and their family life, but also in their advancement. Where do you, and it can be in the HR realm, which I know is your wheelhouse or the company, where do you see some of the needs, the needs coming up in the next few years in terms of where the company needs to go? Yeah, I think, as I mentioned earlier, we've had some great long-term employees, right? But naturally, there's also a large number of our employees in our workforce that is ready to retire. And along with those retirements goes their industry knowledge and their things are just from second nature. And you can't just, you can't explain that immediately. And of course, that's a gap or a concern of making sure that people that just have, don't have the experience and the time in that they have the opportunity to learn from, learn from those team members as much as they can before they decide to take that next step in their lives. So that is a um, definitely something that we have to focus on. I think, as I mentioned earlier, too, consumer trends and the taste changing, it's something we have to be ahead of, three steps ahead of it. What are the opportunities that we're seeing? New products that are on the market that we might want to consider bringing on how to make sure that is it going to be profitable for us? And so it's a win all around. Being willing to take risks and assess what is what those opportunities are, that's going to be and, and continues to be something that we have to stay on top of so that we stay relevant. Market share is always another one too. We have like to say, we, we don't want to toot our own horn, right? Like we're a Pepsi town. I, I feel like you, we, I feel really proud of that, but we also, we can't take it for granted and we can't just 
become lax in our customer service or anything and, and just assume that's going to come to us. And so not losing sight of having that infinite mindset that we are in a competition with ourselves. Absolutely. you always driving forward and you you reinforce as well. Many of us feel like uh, we had a lot of people retire, of course, that we being our society in general had a lot of people retire that just didn't come back to the workforce. But you're also reminding me that we're not past this. We still have some longtime employees at many of our companies that are still going to be leaving with that body of knowledge, with that institutional knowledge. And so we're not through this yet. Right. Yeah. And so that will be, that is the ongoing challenge. You know, again, this, we're not through this. We still have an uh, employee shortage and finding the right employees to replace those individuals is a collective right. challenge. My, yeah. my common closer question is, what makes you passionate about what you do? <laughs> that is a great question. I, of course, and maybe this isn't just because I'm in HR, but it is our people. I think being able to to see the pride that they have in their work and help them feel like they are proud to work for the company and being part of helping build that and helping keep our culture that way and really making it, making sure that we don't lose sight of that. And that's what makes me just excited to be here and to be making a difference. Like selling beverages might not be that glamorous. It's not necessarily saving lives, but it is, it can make a difference in people's lives. And I think that's something that we are doing well on and helping people be, feel like they're part of something bigger and that we're giving back to our communities and make, we can be a, a place that they're proud to work for. I can tell you're in human resources because it's always focused on the people, which is very needed and awesome. So you've been listening to Megan Howard, Vice President of Human Resources for what was Gillette Pepsi Company, now called GPC. We thank you for joining us, Megan, and we will catch you all next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.